McConnell made it clear last week he wanted to pass a relief bill before the Memorial Day recess. Now he says it's looking like that may happen. As I've said repeatedly, this is the longest time I can certainly remember between disasters occurring and actually assistance being passed. Minority leader Chuck Schumer says it took so long because Republicans held up aid for hurricane-ravaged Puerto Rico. Now he says they've relented. They then added a border security package. It has a lot of good things, some bad things, and that's the last thing that remains to be negotiated on. And that, Schumer says, makes it very promising that a bill will be had hoped before they leave for the weekend. This is USA Radio News. Do you wish you could get better sleep and maybe lose a few pounds? Maybe more than a few pounds? Well, the product called Calitrin that helps with both sleep and weight loss. Just listen to what people are saying about it. I've been taking Calitrin for right about three months and I've lost 24 pounds and 19 overall inches. But my sleep has improved. I have so much more energy and I have the desire to succeed more than ever. Anyone who needs weight loss, more energy and better sleep. This product really does deliver. I'm Roger. Uh, over the three months that I took the product, my sleeping habits uh, are increasingly much better. I got a better night's sleep, and uh, I just can't say enough about the product and how it makes you feel. Also, I uh, additionally lost a little bit of weight on the program as well. Hi, this is Erickson. I take Calitrin for weight loss, and I've lost about 20 pounds, and I feel great. Calitrin is scientifically proven to help with sleep and weight loss safely and effectively. Check it out at TopLoss.com. That's TopLoss.com. There's a troubling update in the case of hundreds of missing guns. USA's Chris Barnes has more. Hundreds of guns stolen from a UPS facility in Springfield, Missouri in October 2017 are still on the streets, according to a federal prosecutor. U.S. Attorney James Kelleher said during sentencing Monday for one of the thieves that just 73 of the 654 guns stolen have been recovered. Authorities say a group from Texas stole the guns from a trailer truck that was headed to Bass Pro shops, and six of them have pleaded guilty now. Top Trump administration officials have briefed lawmakers on Capitol Hill about rising hostilities with Iran. Acting Defense Secretary Patrick Shanahan. We received credible intelligence about threats to our interests in the Middle East and to American forces and how we acted on that credible intelligence. You're listening to USA Radio News. Make Pampa's Brazilian Grill your next dinner destination. Conveniently located inside the Miracle Mile shops at Planet Hollywood, Pampa's Brazilian Grill is not your average steakhouse. Enjoy the all-you-can-eat dining experience with 14 different meats as well as the 30-item sidebar. Not a meat eater? No worries. They have a fantastic vegetarian menu as well. Visit them online at pampasusa.com. That's pampasusa.com. Pampa's Brazilian Grill, Vegas's original Brazilian steakhouse. One of the greatest moments for expectant mothers and fathers is getting to meet your baby for the first time. Let Baby's First Image introduce you to your little bundle of joy through a 3D or 4D HD ultrasound. Enjoy our spacious, relaxing ultrasound office with plenty of room for excited family members to share the experience with. Our techs have over 20 years of ultrasound experience and our high-tech imaging gives you an amazing first glimpse of your baby. Book your appointment today at babiesfirstimage.com. That's babiesfirstimage.com. Saturday afternoons at 1 p.m., join Lorraine and Dougie Doop for the best hour in music. Those oldies but goodies. Relive those street corner harmonies. Those doop sounds. 
Remember when? Remember then. Those oldies but goodies. Saturdays at 1 p.m. Have a request? Call into the show at 702-221-7283 and get your favorite songs on the air. Those oldies but goodies. Saturday afternoons at 1, right here on KSHP AM 1400. Radio Shopping Show fans, beginning May 25th, the Shopping Show will extend the Saturday show to three hours. That's right, three hours of your favorite show every Saturday. That means more deals, more savings, more contests, more prizes, more, more, more. The Radio Shopping Show will air every Saturday from 9 to 12 p.m. So don't forget to clear your Saturday for one more hour. And remember that you can listen to the Radio Shopping Show on the go by downloading the KSHP app and never miss a moment of the most amazing show on the radio. The thoughts and opinions expressed in the following program are those of the program's participants and do not necessarily represent those of station staff, management, and advertisers. Give me the green light, cause I'm ready to go. Get ready to kick it up a notch. If you live and breathe sports, then this is the place to get your hot takes. Welcome to Vegas Sports Hub. Vegas Sports Hub. With your host, Ian Rakelli, on KSHP AM 1400. Or stream the show live at KSHP.com. Now, turn up the volume and get ready for Vegas Sports Hub with Ian Rakelli. And hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Ian or Kelly, and welcome to Vegas Sports Hub. I have a guest at this time, uh, Sal Ringmaster from the Sports Circus. How are you doing today? Yes! Everything's great. It's great because I'm watching the Blues kick the crap out of the Sharks. What could be better? Well, nothing else could be better. I mean, especially if you're from the city of Las Vegas, based on what happened a couple of weeks back. And we're going to get into... The baseball world here on Vegas Sports. But before we begin, Holy cow. just a little shout out there to Harry Carey, one of the greatest broadcasters of all time. Now, when we're going to get into baseball, the one thing I want to discuss with Sal here is why are players getting more injuries in 2019 than they did just a decade ago in 2009? It's strength and conditioning regimen. That's the problem. Go back. 40 years. Well, well, I'm going to go back 40 years on you because, and I was before the days that Ian was around. I get that. But when you think about the strength and conditioning regimen back in the day, back when I played ball, this was a very, very different world where the pitchers, for example, the pitchers did not lift weights. They worked on the ligaments and tendons. That's it. They stretched. They did nothing else. As a matter of fact, here's an interesting story. You go back to the 1983 Chicago White Sox, and you had a guy by the name of Richard Dotson on that team. Won, I think, 22 games, if I'm not mistaken. And in the offseason, Richard Dotson, what did he do? He went and started a weightlifting regimen. He got so big, in the offseason, they had to cut four inches out of his pectoral muscle. Go ahead and Google that. Four inches out of it, he was never the same. Never the same. So if you have the boo sound effect, go ahead and hit the boo sound effect. Yes. That's exactly. That's got to be a boo right there. Right. But, but my, the point is, when pitchers are lifting weights, there's a problem. And after practice, I had this conversation with, you may remember, Matt Stairs. Yes, I do. Right? So Matt and I had this conversation just a couple of days ago. And we're talking about players that come off the field from practice, which the practice is, that's a whole other discussion you'll probably have in a little while. 
when they come off the field, what do they do? They go to the gym and they go lift weights. Why would they do that? Ask yourself, why would they do that? It doesn't make a lot of sense. I mean, if you're going to go prepare for a game, wouldn't you want your muscles to not be strained by all the working out and by all of the weights that you're putting on for that game? Correct. Go ahead and give yourself a round of applause. Absolutely. I mean, why would you want to go ahead and burn through all of that? You don't want to burn through that energy. You need that energy. Why would you want lactic acid buildup when you're right before a game in the first place? Make sense? It does make sense. And the point I wanted to get to with this is that uh, 184 injuries have already happened through 48 games this year in 2019. In all of 2009, ladies and gentlemen, 162 games, there were 464. So that's almost around half, which is getting close to half, of those injuries have already happened through 50 games this year. And how many of those are Tommy John related? In 2019, there have been 27 Tommy John surgeries, and it's only been three months, four months around in season. How many there 20 years ago were there? Uh, 20 years ago, around in the 1990s, around that time period, there were around fewer than a dozen for uh, teenagers around the 1990s per year. Right. Well, so the the players. 20 years ago, 20, 25 years ago, there was maybe just a handful of Tommy John surgeries. And why do you think you have the Tommy John surgeries so prevalent today versus maybe 20 years ago? It's because the strength and conditioning has gotten way different. All right. Give yourself a round of applause. <laughs> I feel like I'm just going to hit this applause button over yes. and over again. That's the idea. That's the idea. But no, it comes down to what are the strength and conditioning coaches doing for the pitchers? And now you have a pitching coach. And let's go back to one of the worst pitching coaches that I know of in the last 30 years that has wrecked so many, so many arms. And what's the name? Larry Rothschilds, right? Talk to me about how many arms this guy has blown out. And we know some of the players. You're a Cub fan. Yeah, Come I'm on. a Cubs fan. That name, I knew. I immediately knew where you were going with This that. guy is a piece of pick-your-favorite word. Yes. Exactly. And so his regimen and his destruction of great arms from from the the woods and the priors of the world. Yeah, and Mark Pryor is the first one that popped in my ex- head. Exactly. Imagine imagine the success, even though it pains me to say the Cubs. Imagine the success they could have had with that one two punch for a decade straight. Imagine that. The drafting was good. The minor league system was good, but what happened? When they get to the big club, the wheels came off. And why did it come off? It's because of the strength and conditioning and the pitching coach for the Chicago Cubs. That's right. Let's think about this. Kerry Wood and Mark Pryor, they were only together for a year and a half, two seasons tops between the two. Right. And when they were together, what did they do? They dominated. They absolutely dominated. I mean, for Wood, luckily he was able to carry on as a reliever late through for his career. I think he ended up maybe hovering around the league for 8 to 10 years right. on and the reliever, on and off the shelf. Right. At the back end of his career, he was a reliever for the Indians and for the Yankees at the back end of his career. Right, right. So he did have some luck in hanging around. Pryor, on the other hand, well, he wasn't so lucky, was he? No. I mean, his career was one of the shortest that I have seen. I mean, he went from a dominating pitcher in 2003 to being out of the league nearly around 2006. Yeah, and that's with all that upside and promise. Right. There was so much of that. And I'm going to refer over to the man in the corner. How many guys have you seen that had this supersonic upside in their career only to see the wheels come off? It doesn't matter what sport. Think about the guys like the Marco Colombos in the football world 
and on and on and on. And we, we saw this with Tony Mandarich in football as well, right? There are so many guys, it doesn't matter what the sport is, they had this holy crap outlook for a career, and then the wheels came off. I mean, Steve, how many? Just yell a number out that you could think of offhand. Just in baseball. How many in baseball do you think? I don't know. There, there's a few year, year by year. I remember Joe Charbonneau for the Indians. Right. Tony Canigliaro, unfortunately, got hit in the eye at 25. He, he would have been a massive amount of home runs. That guy had 100 home runs by age 25. Right. That's statomatic. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Right. Statmaster Steve with, with all this great knowledge. But now think about that, Ian. So you have all of these great players that have these great upside, especially in today's time when now in baseball the players don't do what? They don't take infield. They don't practice because, God forbid, they get injured and now their career is in the crapper because they got injured. Go ahead. Well, that and also they all they want to do is hit. For the majority of these players now in 2019, all they want to do is hit dingers. They don't want to focus. They don't want to practice on the fielding aspect of the game. I mean, you have your odd occasions. You have Francisco Lindor. You have these players who work on their fielding. But for the majority of these players, they don't want to do it. Okay. So that being said, let's just say Ian has his dream team. Who is leading off or who is the captain? Who is the guy? You have one player to pick on Ian's dream team. For all the players playing today... Not in yesteryear, because that wouldn't really go back too far for you. But let's just say in today's time, who is your number one pick and why? My number one pick is coming from the Los Angeles Dodgers. And this pains me to say this because I dislike the Los Angeles Dodgers with a passion. But I got to go with Cody Bellinger. Right. Give yourself a round of applause. There you go. (laughs) I mean, Cody Bellinger, he has it all. And the thing about Cody Bellinger is that he's still at a very young age, and he's going to keep getting better in the baseball world. Right. He's got a tremendous upside. And I would say that Cody, maybe in two years, I think he'll be the best player in baseball. Okay, but what about you? Your dream team, Sal, who do you have first pick? It's Francisco Lindor. There's no question it's Lindor, and I'll tell you why. Because this guy is a real five-tool player. He's got the speed. He's got the work regimen. The guy can't hit for power. But he's not a power hitter. Remember, like, a guy by the name of Ichiro. But you can call him Ichiro, right? Yes. All right, so that guy, he was able to hit for power as well, but he didn't. And so you look at a guy like Lindor and say, wow, he is eerily similar to a guy like Suzuki, right? Ichiro Suzuki was very much a bigger version or older version of Francisco Lindor, right or wrong? Right, and he had a cannon of an arm as well. Right, Right, and of course Lindor playing his position, he has a cannon of an arm too. But I like his leadership, and he seems to be really good in the clubhouse. I don't know, I'm not in the clubhouse with him, but from everything that I have seen through the media, as slanted as it can be, I don't know of a better leader in a clubhouse today than Lindor. Steve, what do you think? I'm going to go Mookie Betts. Mookie Bell. Well, he was another guy that we had talked about earlier yeah. today. Yeah, well, this, you're a homer, though. Come on. Yeah, you're a Boston a, Red Sox. Come on. He's no, but five, He's a five-tool guy. Yeah, Mookie is really – he's that guy, too. I mean, he's a five-tool guy, but if I was going to be a homer, I would have said Javier Baez, but I did not oh, go with that. I did not go with the homer oh, pick. Oh, Baez. <laughs> Whatever. All right, <laughs> moving on. All right, so that, now, that's, that's, your, that's your guy. Go ahead. Right. 
Well, I'm going to move on from that because there is also one more statistic about the injuries before we go to break that I wanted to mention. Yes, we do have 27 Tommy John surgeries, but 16 elbow strains, 11 shoulder sprains, and 7 shoulder surgeries in this meantime of the season. And a partridge in a pear tree! <laughs> exactly. I think that kind of shows that there have been so many injuries related to the shoulder and the elbow this season. We're going to be right back here on Vegas Sports Hub. In 1974, a tiny little kitchen started selling omelets to locals and tourists in historic downtown Truckee, California. At 10 feet, 3 inches wide, and only 39 seats, guests would have to squeeze in to eat their breakfast. From little beginnings to the big time in Las Vegas, Squeeze In has been featured on Food Network and Forbes for their great food served by genuinely happy people in a super fun environment. Squeeze In has two locations in Las Vegas. Go to their website at squeezein.com for more information. As a three-time international award-winning restaurant, Joe's New York Pizza uses only the freshest and best available ingredients. From giant slices of hand-tossed pie to calzones, strombolis, fingers, and wings, Joe's serves all your favorites. Stop in for a slice at one of their two Las Vegas locations at Paradise and Harmon or South Las Vegas Boulevard, or you can check out their menu at joesnewyorkpizzalv.com. The National Atomic Testing Museum is a national science, history, and educational institution that tells the story of America's nuclear weapons testing program at the Nevada Test Site. Located at 755 East Flamingo Road, just east of Paradise, the museum offers immersive, interactive experts for guests of all ages. The museum is Smithsonian certified and open seven days a week. For more information, visit nationalatomictestingmuseum.org. That's nationalatomictestingmuseum.org. When you bring your vehicle to Star Auto Care for Maintenance, you'll have a team of professionals at your service. Every one of our technicians has been factory trained and master status certified to ensure that you receive the highest quality and most effective service. Star Auto Care is located at 3540 East Tropicana Avenue, just east of Pecos. Star Auto Care is confident in their prices and will match any mechanic located within 20 miles. Bring your vehicle in today and let Star Auto Care give you the peace of mind you deserve when you service your car. Visit them online at starautocare.us. STN Sports. Jumpers Jungle Family Fun Center is an indoor children's jump and party space in Las Vegas located at 2050 South Rainbow Boulevard. Kids of all ages can come and jump on our bouncers, race through the obstacle courses, speed down the mega slides, slam dunk into the basketball hoops, and much more. Are you looking for that perfect birthday party venue? Look no further. Jumpers Jungle has a party package that will fit your needs. Check out the open play schedule online at jumpersjungle.com or call 702-463-JUMP. It's time to jump your way to fun at Jumper's Jungle on the corner of Oki. Experience the vacation of a lifetime with Dream Vacation Week. Enjoy a fantastic seven-night resort vacation for a low price at some of the most popular destinations in the world. Don't take our word for it. Hear what our radio shopping show listeners have to say about Dream Vacation Week. Yes, we went to Park City and it was the best. Oh my gosh, it was so wonderful. To Sedona, wonderful. It was a really good, really good experience. To book your vacation of a lifetime, visit them online at dreamvacationweek.com. That's dreamvacationweek.com. And welcome back to Vegas Sports Hub here on KSHP 1400 AM. I'm your host, Ian Rakelli. Uh, we got Sal, the uh, ringmaster here from Sports Circus. Yes! And we got Stevie Slapshot here also in the studio. Statomatic! Hello. Statmaster Steve! 
Absolutely. We're and we're going to continue our baseball discussion. We're going to get into the fact that there are seven teams already with a less than one percent chance of making the playoffs, and there's 110 games left in the season. Sal, I want to ask you, and since your White Sox are on that list, explain to me how those seven teams already have a less than 1% chance. Look, I am not a stat master junkie like Statmaster Steve over here, but what I can tell you are some teams, although it appears that they are out of the race, they're not necessarily out of the race, especially in either of the central divisions. Because somehow it seems like the whole damn division is in the race at least until August 31st. Steve, is that right or wrong? Uh, I'm going to give one of these teams a chance. Uh, Mike Ford. Come on, put put his mic on. I got his mic on. His mic is on. I'll give one of these teams a chance to get back in the playoff hunt. I I think uh, Ian's right, though. The numbers bear this out. If if you're, where are we, mid-May, end of May now? If you're not in it by by that time, it's they, they, you just don't recover. But certain usually. teams are playing well enough, and we'll we'll go. We'll just stick with the White Sox for a moment because the White Sox are hovering around 500. They are bringing up one of their youngsters that is pitching lights out in the minors. And can the, you tell them who that is? Why don't you look it up? <laughs> I'm trying to remember his name for, and I I just saw it. It was uh, it'll it'll come to me anyway. The point is. Cease is his last name. All right. Dylan Cease. Dylan Cease. So he's one of those guys like, you know, Michael Kopech is recovering from Tommy John as well. You know, they bring Michael back after that. Of course, you have a different ball club entirely when you have a healthy healthy pitching staff. But let's take this White Sox team because they have the sticks. Their starting pitching is quality. They're relieving. I would say the middle relievers there, they got a little bit of a problem. They finally found themselves a reasonable closer and they're hitting as a team right around 265, 270, which is uncharacteristic because historically the White Sox are one of the worst hitting teams in baseball. This year, they're not. So would you go out and look for a middle reliever to fill that spot now? No, I wouldn't. Okay. No, I would let my starters go a little bit longer. Okay. Well, since we were talking about the White Sox, there are six other teams on this list. you got the San Francisco Giants. you got the Toronto Blue Jays. you got the Detroit Tigers. Miami Marlins, Kansas City Royals, and Baltimore Orioles. Now, those bottom four teams I mentioned, they're not even worth talking about. Those four teams are basically the equivalent of tanking in the NBA. All right? You think they're tanking? Are they just really that bad? They are just really that bad. I would think so, too. I would think so, too. But three teams are ones that have caught my eye. Chicago White Sox, I don't think they're done yet. No, they're certainly not done because they are still winning games. If you're hovering around 500, at some point the Twinkies are going to start to lose some games. They're playing way above themselves right now. And let's face it, dog days of summer come around. What happens? We see some balance in the division. We see the Tigers move up. We see the White Sox move up. The Royals will stay in the crapper. But you're going to see maybe four teams fighting for that division win. You You think the Tigers move up? Yeah, I think so too. I just don't see enough there. This is Miggy's her last hurrah. All right. Yeah, but, you know, the Tigers are kicking themselves because McCann, their catcher, is doing really well wearing that White Sox hat. Okay. Yeah, and he's playing way out of his mind right now. Go ahead. The one team I wanted to bring up, because I said there's three teams I think have a chance, the White Sox are one. I think the Toronto Blue Jays, with all the young talent that they have on their roster, you look at their farm system and everything they have brought up as of late – 
I'm not going to count out the Toronto Blue Jays. I know they're in a very tough AL East, but if they had the momentum starting to go their way, they could be a team to watch out Who for. Who else besides Vlad Jr. do they have that, that you're thinking of? Uh, Rowdy, uh, if I pronounce this guy's last name, I will apologize, but Rowdy Talese, I think that's his last name. He's one of their you, uh, infielders. What you call me? <laughs> Go ahead. I mean, I, I like the talent that he has shown for Toronto. You look at their outfielders. I mean, they've had some very talented outfielders in their system as well. What I'm saying for Toronto is that I know their pitching isn't as a par as their other AL East uh, counterparts, but when I look at Toronto and I look at what they have, I'm not counting them out yet. If they start struggling towards the uh, part of summer, then they are completely out in my opinion, but I think that they are still in it as of this point. You know, what intrigues me is the San Francisco Giants with all the all the power they still have on that club. They've got good pitching. The question is, yes, St. Louis scored! The question is, are they going to deal Madison Bumgarner and get back a stable full of players, or are they just going to get one or two players that are going to be impactful? It would seem to me that the Giants... Look, nobody is ever out of it in the in the NL West. That whole division can flip-flop literally in three or four weeks. You never know what's going to happen over there. And I say that in the same light as the top four in the AL Central, just like you see in the top three in the NL Central. The, fe- I- the feeling in San Francisco is that they are going to deal Baumgartner, and they're going to go for youth, you know, young prospects right. and draft picks. Right, and they, they do need some of that, but the Giants are good enough to compete. They really are. But they don't need any more distractions like they had from the ownership level and even from the front office level, too. They've had two problems in two months. The Giants are their own worst enemy right now in the front office side. Well, when you're talking about the worst enemy for San Francisco Giants, look at what they did in the offseason last year by getting all of these older players and Evan Longoria, Andrew McCutcheon, that hurt them in the long run. And considering how much they had on their payroll that year, it is making the San Francisco Giants worse. However, if they get rid of Madison Bumgarner, they bring in some very good prospects and they bring in draft picks. The fact they got Joey Bart, by the way, who they drafted with the second overall pick last year, who's currently in double A and is going to be in triple A very soon, I think that San Francisco Giants have the potential to be on the up moving forward. Yeah, I would agree. Look, the Giants are just underachieving right now. They've had distraction. The Giants are a quality club. You know, these guys aren't far removed from their three World Series wins recently. And let's face it, there's some guys on that club that can make an impact for the team on an everyday basis. And look, we're not going to see the same Buster Posey we did from yesteryear. But what we are seeing is a team that is capable of winning 85, 90 games this year and competing. So you never know. I don't, I don't see 85, 90. Hey, come on, man. I'm trying I, to be positive. I, not, I, I think, I think Bochi might be an issue, too, that because they realize he's just kind of playing out the string here, right, and he's off into retirement, that there's no fire in the clubhouse. You don't think 85 wins is reasonable? I don't think 85 wins is reasonable. For I think fact. 85 I wins is very reasonable if they have all of that potential that get brought up towards the summer months. It, it is certainly forward thinking. And I'm just thinking because of – who they are, they have that ability as a team. And, you know, this is a very tough place to play in July because, you know, it's not a hot day in San Francisco in July. It's a very cold early spring day in July. Right or wrong, Steve? Yeah, it's colder there on the Bay. 
that they don't they don't have the wind anymore that they used to have in Candlestick. Right, but, but, but teams, it, but it's, but teams aren't used cooler. to coming up to yeah, no, in the fine. dead of summer to play in that cold that's weather. Fine. Right, I, I'll give you this example. Let's say you were just doing a series in Arizona in one of the hottest places during the summer, and then you go all the way to San Francisco to play at I think it's called Oracle Park now. Is it? I, I don't I don't know because I know that they changed the name of the arena, but I don't remember what it's called now. But anyway, so let's just say you went from Arizona, one of the hottest places, to now a very cold part of San Francisco when it's coming out in the bay. Okay, well here, let me give you a better you example. Pneumonia. Let me get you. Let me give you a better example. Let's just say you're an American League team, and you just got done playing. Let's say you're the Texas Rangers. Right where it's hotter than homemade sin in the summertime, and there's no roof on the stadium there. No, it is just miserably hot. And what happens now? You go to San Francisco, you're freezing your ass off up there. <laughs> it's just like going into a, a late March game, and you're not ready to play. So that is a distinct home field advantage for San Francisco. That's where they pick up games in the division when those teams are used to playing in the hot summer. Then they come up there and freeze to death. Let me tell you, man, it's an entirely different game, right or wrong. Yeah, I just I don't see any hop in the clubhouse there. I I just think that these guys are just kind of going to kind of play out the year. I, I I don't I don't think there's motivation in the clubhouse to go out there and and you know. Can we get a pass to get in the clubhouse like you? Because <laughs> no. you just you just said I don't see any hop in the clubhouse. <laughs> Let's not forget that this NL West division, as Sal brought up, is a very competitive division when it's going into the late summer months. You got the Arizona Diamondbacks, Colorado Rockies. You have the Giants, who normally are. How about the Padres? The Padres. Listen, the the Padres have one of the best farm systems in baseball. They've got probably the best AAA team and loaded team with players that are ready to come up and make an impact today. Watch out for those Padres. Padres have the number one farm system. White Sox number two. There it is. And, and you notice the Cubs weren't a one or two, by the way. Good. No, the Cubs have one of the worst farm systems yeah. due to selling off majority of their players. How about a round of applause for that? <laughs> Come on, man. Get over there and reach and grab that. There you go. I didn't hear it. Yes! Yes! There's that applause button. I kind of wanted to mute it because that is the Cubs. I will get the White Sox back later on. However, when I come to the NL West and our continued discussion anyway, the Padres are a team that's on the rise. Diamondbacks, Rockies, and Giants I put in the same category because they could be competing in between each other in the summer months. And then you got the Dodgers, who are the front runners of the NL West. But you're putting, let me ask you this, in, in your last minute of the segment here, you're putting the Diamondbacks and Rocks in the same class as the Giants when they're more stable? You're going to have to explain on the other side when we come back from break what that means. All right, when we come back from break here on Vegas Sports Hub here on KSHP 1400 AM, we will be right back. Destination, South Point. 11 great restaurants, bingo, bowling, movies, race books, sports books, spa, live entertainment, oversized rooms, and the rates unbeatable. The South Point, Las Vegas. Book now. Online at southpointcasino.com or call 866-791-7626. southpointcasino.com or call 866-791-7626. At the South Point, Las Vegas, you're always a winner. Simple Subs is an innovative concept in sub sandwiches. They've created a hybrid in subs by combining the taste of classic New York Italian flavors using homemade recipes with the Las Vegas twist of including great sub names and zesty profiles for each menu item. And they're not just subs. Simple has soups and salads, snack appetizers, and desserts. Simple Subs is located at 5135 South Fort Apache on the southwest corner of Reno Avenue. Call them at 702-998-2555 and check them out at SimpleSubs.com. 
best of Las Vegas winners each of the last two years. Glazed Donuts is a family business. Taste the passion and quality in each delectable handmade donut. Experience amazing fresh donuts at Glazed Donuts, located at 6545 South Fort Apache Road on the southwest corner of Sunset. Glaze is open every day from 6 a.m. to 3 p.m. If you're interested in large orders, please call them at 702-246-2888. Follow Glaze on Facebook and Instagram, where they're showing off all their delicious treats. And check them out at glazedonutslv.com. The man, the comedian, the legend, George Wallace, returns to Las Vegas with a new show at Westgate Las Vegas Resort and Casino. George Wallace has been selling out comedy clubs and concert venues all over the world for decades. And now he brings his new show, Wallace, at Westgate to Las Vegas Tuesday through Saturday at 8 o'clock. Tickets start at just 65 and can be purchased at westgateresorts.com. That's westgateresorts.com. George Wallace, great for fans of all ages. Don't miss the legendary George Wallace at the Westgate. Attention Facebook Live Show fans. Join us every Friday at 5 p.m. for our big live shopping show. You can follow us on Facebook at KSHB Vegas and get notifications when we go live or just log in every Friday at 5. The Facebook Live Show is just like the radio shopping show, but on Facebook so you can see us and interact with us live. If you can spread peanut butter on bread, then you can find us and watch us on Facebook. It's that easy. We also love to do contests and give away free stuff. Don't forget, Fridays at 5 p.m. at KSHB Vegas exclusively on Facebook. And welcome back to Vegas Sports Hub here on KSHP 1400 AM. I'm your host, Ian Rakelli. We got Sal, the ringmaster from Sports Circus. And we've got Stevie Slapshot from... Nowhere. Nowhere. Stabmaster Steve. <laughs> right. All right. And we were going to continue our conversation about the uh, NL West, but I'm going to move on to a more interesting topic. <laughs> and I want to talk about the fact that the MLB is set for record revenue in 2019 however the attendance has gone down for over half of the teams in MLB this year I want to go through the reason why that is but Sal I want to ask you what do you think that is I think there's a couple ways to look at it and the first way to look at it is probably going to be filling the seats is one thing Selling the tickets, advanced sales is something entirely different. The fact is that probably a lot of people aren't going to the games for their own reasons. So the tickets are being given away, but people aren't filling the seats. And it could be because parking is expensive. Obviously, people have to work and so forth. But I think the fact that parking is getting so expensive, concessions getting so expensive, that people are saying, I'm going to save my three or 400 bucks and spend it on something else. I don't care if I got free tickets. I'll try to sell it to somebody else. Is that a fair thing to say? Yeah. I think also merchandising has probably gone up. There's a lot more. And and what and was there a new TV contract that could also be part? There part was of, that, part that was there, there was. was a new and that was uh, the Fox contract. And I mean, how lucrative is it for the team? Yeah, they're making money because all the the sponsorships, right? All the television sponsorships. But at the end of the day, they're not putting seats in the stadium, so they're losing the gate money. I'm talking as far as the concession, the parking money. They're losing the the merchandising, like you said, there's a lot of money being lost in here, albeit the attendance is a little bit off still. And and as Ian was talking about, Oracle's the new ballpark in San Francisco. You've got all these naming rights for everything associated right. with Right, T-Mobile teams. Park now instead of Safeco Field in right. Seattle. And an interesting note that I want to bring up was that 18 out of the 30 teams at MLB have negative 
when it comes to attendance as opposed from last year, and only 25 out of 30 uh, are, have not gained when it comes to MLB. So well, why, I mean, do, why do you think it is? The reason why I think it is is that one has gotten way too expensive now to go to a baseball game. I mean, if you want to take your family and you like you want to bring the kids and come along, it's going to cost you a couple hundred dollars at least to go to a baseball game. A family of four for a big league game costs on average about $600 now. That's parking, food, concession for as far as gifts and this and that. Everything out there. Think about this. Even the NFL, it costs $200 to park your car at some stadiums. That's lunacy. Yes, lunacy in a word. I got, let's see. What did I go? I, it was 2005. I, I did uh, Yankee Stadium. Uh, Wrigley Field and Fenway Park because I'd never been to them, and the and that that's 2005 now. The cheapest seats that we got were 150, and we sat in the bleachers in all, at all three parks. But you should have went to the south side of Chicago because you could have seen the world champion Chicago White Sox. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's true. We we just didn't know at the time, but I wanted to go to Wrigley. Right, but when I look at attendance, and I'm actually looking at the numbers right here. It's interesting to me that the only five teams that are in the positive, I'm going to read them out for you, is the Los Angeles Dodgers, New York Yankees, St. Louis Cardinals, Milwaukee Brewers, and the Chicago Cubs. All right. Well, the Cubs are going to draw whatever, whatever. But I love the fact that there it is, that National League Central with those competitive clubs. Because let's face it, you're going to see two out of three of those teams will likely get in the playoffs. You'll see probably the Cubs... And you, I'm sorry, and I'll strike that. I, I don't. I don't think the Cubs are going to be there. You can see the Brewers and the Cardinals in there. The Cubs will find a way to collapse because they're really good at it, right? That's just what happens. It is what it is. Okay, but why is the Dodgers and the Yankees, outside of the fact that they are the biggest markets, how did they go up for the Dodgers and the Yankees in revenues? Uh, in attendance, yes. Well, in attendance is one thing, but revenue is something else because attendance doesn't necessarily reflect revenues. Because the attendance, that means people are going to the games. It doesn't mean they're buying more tickets because the tickets are largely pre-sold anyway, right? So if you're asking, look, the Dodgers are in first, the Yankees are in first, and it's no surprise that these teams are going to field championship caliber teams, right? And this is why the attendance will continue to go up because they have, in fact, ironically, both of these teams are under the salary cap, they're under the luxury tax, and they're doing it right. So I tip my hat to both of those clubs for doing it right. How about a round of applause for both the Dodgers and the Yankum? And I know Steve, being a Boston fan, doesn't like to hear that. But no, they're always going to draw in Fenway Park as well. The old stadiums, they do draw. And there are certain markets that will always draw. Well, Boston is actually one of those seven teams I did mention that are staying afloat. They haven't gone in the negative, and they haven't gone in the positive. They're staying in the middle. It would be likely there. for them to go below. Uh, yeah, well, because Fenway's so small. There, you, you can't there, – there's no way to uh, – I, 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 think, I think Fenway's going to stay right in the middle. They're not, they're not going to drop, and they, and they can't go up because there's no more seats. Right, they've already hit the ceiling. Yeah. Yeah. But when it comes to the revenue and the reason why it's going up, I wanted to put these numbers out here. They finally hit the $10 billion mark in uh, – That's crazy. Imagine they hit the $10 billion mark 10 in 2017. They went to $10.3 billion in 2018, and it is projected that they're going to hit $10.5 billion in 2019. That sounds like a lottery commercial. $10.5 billion, doesn't it? 
<laughs> right, but it just shows that yeah, the so revenue. I want to be in on it. Yeah, but it <laughs> shows that the revenue is going up in baseball. It could be with the TV deal. It could be with all the merchandising and all of the sponsorships that are going on in MLB. But it just understands that that the MLB revenue has been going up every single year, even though attendance has been going down. Well, look, I don't really think it's predicated on anything other than the TV contracts and the advertising because the advertising is chasing the TV contracts. Now, if you look at what Sinclair Broadcasting has done, they have picked up a bunch of affiliates. Now, those affiliates, in fact, they picked up a bunch of Fox affiliates, right? And they have been tied back to Disney back through ESPN. And they're also going to be allowing in-game betting on those broadcasts as well. And you're going to see those even on YouTube because YouTube picked up a 13-game contract, and I believe that YouTube is going to be running a ticker tape across the bottom for in-game betting as well. They're going to own the rights to those games entirely. Right, with YouTube TV. That's correct. Right. Right. All right, but when it comes to just the revenue, it just makes me very intrigued because, yes, the TV deal, like I said, is a huge part of it. But can we just talk about the sponsorships from all the teams out there? And can all of we? The- Yes. Let's do that. Let's talk about that. Because we all know that, you know, there's the official beer of MLB and the official soft drink of MLB. But there are so many different official blank of MLB. I think that's one of the reasons why revenue is going up as well, with okay. all the big sponsors that are pitching in. No, I, I would agree with that. I, I think Sal said it. The, the reason that the attendance is not going up is it costs you 600 bucks to take your family there. There's interest in baseball. We, we, we they, you know, Joe Schmo can't afford to go to the game. That, that, so the attendance isn't going up, but there's plenty of interest in America in baseball. Therefore, the revenue is there. All right. I want to do a very quick announcement real quick. Uh, the St. Louis Blues did beat the San Jose Sharks, so I'm definitely going to give a round of applause there. And that's the Kung Fu applause. That's the super applause. Boy, that was a very short one, I might add. It was too. a very short applause because you... And I, me probably both agree on this, that the Boston Bruins are going to beat the St. Louis Blues in the Stanley Cup you Finals. You know, it's awfully hard for me to root for the Blues, but I had to only because they're playing the Sharks, who really had extra players on the ice in the referees anyway. <laughs> exactly. So really the, you know, the Sharks, were they got nine guys out there on the ice against five, and to me it was just unfair. We saw it in the first couple rounds. They even cheated against the Blues, but they didn't get away with it at the end. But now you've got the the Blues. They're going to face off against a very strong Boston Bruins team. And I got to tell you, four to one. You heard it here first from Sal the Bookmaker and also your ringmaster on the Sports Circus. Bank on it. Yes. <laughs> and Steve, because you're here, and I want to talk about baseball, not baseball. I want to talk about hockey for a couple of minutes before we go to our next break. I mean, the St. Louis Blues and the Boston Bruins in the Stanley Cup Finals, the first time in, what, around 40 years that they have both faced off? 49 years. 49 years was the last time those two have faced Uh, off. But why were the Blues there, though? Ask yourself first. Because they were an expansion team. They they had to be there. They didn't earn it. (laughs) Right. This is the first time they really been there and earned it, I say. Exactly. And, in fact, here's a little trivia fact for all the people that are listening. Bobby Orr and that iconic photo was against the St. Louis Blues. Yes, it was. 1970. That is correct. So, Steve, what I wanted to ask you was, do you think it is a lock for the Boston Bruins to win the Stanley Cup, or do you think St. Louis is going to give them a little bit of a fight? Nothing's ever a lock. I I think that uh, that Boston will win. I think this is going to be a really hard-checking series, though. Both these teams have awesome forechecks. Everyone contributes. I think there's going to be a lot of hitting in this series. It's going to be fun to watch. How many games? I'm, I'm, I'm. I think I'm with you. Five, yeah. Five, and I, and I really think the Blues win the first game, 
in Boston, then they just fall apart completely. Right. I could see that. And the reason there is Boston has been laying off for now, what, 11 days or so? So there's going to be a little rink rust from them. St. Louis ready to go off the off the win over the Sharks. I think that they win game one. But then, as you say, Boston probably sweeps them from yeah, there. I can't see them competing with Boston whatsoever. I just can't. I, I, I think it's going to be a complete disaster for the St. Louis Blues. They're outmatched on every aspect of that matchup from the goaltending all the way to the top six. I think they'll compete with them. I just don't think they'll win games. You brought up the top six. When you compare St. Louis's top six to Boston's top six, I don't think it compares. Not even close. It's not even close. No, it really isn't. Look at the experience and look at the big bodies. You know, at the end of the day, St. Louis is pretty small up front. They really are. They're big on the blue line, but these guys are small. They're skilled, but this is a different animal. You've got a team that is absolutely ready to punish anybody that's going to play them psychologically and physically. And I think the psyche part is really where the advantage lies. All right, because yesterday on my show, my co-host Ethan Gettemeyer, who is not here because he is sick, uh, condolences to him. Now, <laughs> now, when it comes to Ethan, he tried to make the argument that the third line for St. Louis was better than Boston's third line. And my argument to that was... That's why he's sick today, right? <laughs> yeah, he is sick Obviously today. He wasn't feeling good yesterday either. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's not here today because the third line argument really doesn't make much sense when you're considering the top six is not even a far comparison when it comes to the two teams. Sal, do you agree with me on that? I believe that the top six for the Boston Bruins is arguably the best in hockey. I don't know of a better top six. I really don't. I think on the blue line, maybe they're not as good as some other clubs, but certainly they make it up between the pipes. Yeah, I, their their blue line's not bad. They've they've got some they've got some young kids. I know Chara. We we've seen him slow down, yeah. and and the rest may actually help him. Uh, this Clifton kid, I really like him. I I'm kind of hoping that they leave Clifton in and, and and not replace him with Miller, who was injured but may now be healthy after the long layoff. I would still keep Clifton in there. All right, and when we come back here on Vegas Sports Hub, here on KSHP 1400 AM, I'm going to get into uh, basketball when we come back. In 1974, a tiny little kitchen started selling omelets to locals and tourists in historic downtown Truckee, California. At 10 feet, 3 inches wide, and only 39 seats, guests would have to squeeze in to eat their breakfast. From little beginnings to the big time in Las Vegas, Squeeze In has been featured on Food Network and Forbes, for their great food served by genuinely happy people in a super fun environment. Squeeze In has two locations in Las Vegas. Go to their website at squeezein.com for more information. As a three-time international award-winning restaurant, Joe's New York Pizza uses only the freshest and best available ingredients. From giant slices of hand-tossed pie to calzones, strombolis, fingers, and wings, Joe's serves all your favorites. Stop in for a slice at one of their two Las Vegas locations at Paradise and Harmon or South Las Vegas Boulevard, or you can check out their menu at joesnewyorkpizzalv.com. The National Atomic Testing Museum is a national science, history, and educational institution that tells the story of America's nuclear weapons testing program at the Nevada Test Site. Located at 755 East Flamingo Road, just east of Paradise, the museum offers immersive, interactive experts for guests of all ages. The museum is Smithsonian certified and open seven days a week. For more information, visit nationalatomictestingmuseum.org. That's nationalatomictestingmuseum.org. 
When you bring your vehicle to Star Auto Care for Maintenance, you'll have a team of professionals at your service. Every one of our technicians has been factory trained and master status certified to ensure that you receive the highest quality and most effective service. Star Auto Care is located at 3540 East Tropicana Avenue, just east of Pecos. Star Auto Care is confident in their prices and will match any mechanic located within 20 miles. Bring your vehicle in today and let Star Auto Care give you the peace of mind you deserve when you service your car. Visit them online at starautocare.us. STN Sports is the only sports betting app you need this season. STN Sports has it all. In-play betting, mobile parlay cards, the Play Plus card to fund and withdraw from anywhere in Nevada, and the latest lines on every game. STN Sports even lets you earn rewards on every bet. Safe and easy betting from your phone or tablet. Go to StationCasinoSports.com or sign up at any Station Casino, Fiesta Wildfire, or the El Cortez. Details at the Sportsbooks. Jumper's Jungle Family Fun Center is an indoor children's jump and party space in Las Vegas located at 2050 South Ramble Boulevard. Kids of all ages can come and jump on our bouncers, race through the obstacle courses, speed down the mega slides, slam dunk into the basketball hoops, and much more. Are you looking for that perfect birthday party venue? Look no further. Jumper's Jungle has a party package that will fit your needs. Check out the open play schedule online at jumpersjungle.com or call 702-463-JUMP. It's time to jump your way to fun at Jumper's Jungle on the corner of Oki and Rainbow. And welcome back to Vegas Sports Hub here on KSHP 1400 AM. I'm your host, Ian R. Kelly. We got Sal, the ringmaster from Sports Circus. Yes! And we got Stevie Slapshot. From No Circus. Yeah, from No Circus. And what we're going to get into for our basketball segment as we're ending the going towards the end of the show, I want to get into Anthony Davis. Now, I've heard a lot of people, they've beaten this absolutely to death, and you've seen any other network. Shall we beat it to death, too? Yes. In fact, I actually am thinking that we should beat it so badly to death that we're going to have a funeral in the parking lot. Okay. So here we go. When it comes to Anthony Davis, there are a lot of teams that are going to want his services. What I'm going to do is I'm going to give my two scenarios that people have not been thinking of before, and I'm going to run it by Sal and Steve and give their thoughts on my scenario. How do you know they haven't been thinking about it? Because these two teams I have not been hearing from from anybody else. Normally it's just been the Lakers or the New York Knicks. Okay. Now the first team that I have in on my list is the Phoenix Suns. Now the Phoenix Suns have a lot of very young talent and they have a lot of youth on their roster. They have a lot of draft picks moving forward. Here is what I propose for the Phoenix Suns. You give up Devin Booker. You give up two first round picks and you also give up a very young talented uh, power forward and that is in uh, TJ Warren and you give him a brand new car I mean (laughs) what else are you going to give in there I mean really you're going to give everything away and you're going to end up with the same treatment the Lakers would have done if they tried to put something together with him now the only way that Davis could go to the Lakers or to the Knicks is going to be as a, a possible trade through the Chicago Bulls. That's the only way it can happen. It has to be a three-way deal. Explain to me why. Well, because the Bulls, in their stupidity and their, I would say, their lack of wisdom, in this case, they actually have shown some interest, believe it or not, dumb as it could be, in Lonzo Ball. So therefore, I know as ridiculous as it sounds... Yes, I I feel the same way. Exactly. But the fact is, if the Bulls would take a package from the Lakers, 
they would then make the three-way deal with New Orleans. And they would go. he would go by way of Chicago over to L.A. And that's really what L.A. wants. And let's face it, I think the best-case scenario is for Davis to stay right at home with Zion Williamson, and you build the team around that. What do you think, Steve? So, so you would have him staying in New Orleans? I would have him stay in New Orleans, absolutely. Is he happy in New Orleans, the, the market size? I don't think it's the market size. I think it's the attention that this, the, Pel- the Pelicans don't get. Okay. And now, I, with, I think it's media because media drives everything. Right, exactly. Right? It's a small market team. But if you take a ton of media presence and focus Pelicans, 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 fly, Pelican, fly, remember from, from Scarface, right? So <laughs> what we're going to end up with is the Pelicans being – the forefront of the upcoming team because the Rockets are kind of on their way down. Let's face it. Chris Paul is not the elite player that he once has been. But now once you put Zion Williamson on that team, let's just say hypothetically that they do pick him. And let's say that Davis stays there. What's the big draw in L.A. versus New Orleans? You'd rather stay in New Orleans because you've got, you've got Davis there and you've got a very high-impact player in Zion. Now they just they even brought in a new GM, which is a former Duke Blue Devil. Yes, Trajan Langdon. The fact is you're going to see a power shift in the West, and the Pelicans could be that up-and-coming team that would replace maybe the teams like the Houston Rockets. You can see it's a lot happening over there, and players will want to go to New Orleans to be a part of the party. I think you make a good point there. I think Houston is kind of on the way down. Uh, Chris Paul is getting older. He's starting to show his age. Yes! I, I don't like what's going on in L.A. at all. No, it's a disaster. And, and that is a dumpster fire yeah. extraordinaire. And and I don't think New York is much better than that. So no, I, They, they so, don't know how to win in New York. So if, I, so if, I, if I'm him, I, I always thought he would be thinking about market. But if he's not thinking about market... Zion Williamson and him in New Orleans, that's the start of something good. Okay, but realistically, how far can Anthony Davis and Zion Williamson go? Because think about it, Zion Williamson has been pushed to the absolute moon here when it comes to the media. Let's just say that Zion Williamson has a slow start to his NBA career. He starts to develop way later than everyone expects him to. Would Anthony Davis really wait that long for a project to develop? It's not that they're going to wait for a project. With those two there, they're going to attract other top-tier players that are going to support. And let's face it, Zion would be in his first year in the NBA. So they're going to have to bring additional players. Like and you, might, you never know. You might see a guy like Westbrook over there. Right, He's having frustrations in OKC. Why wouldn't you see a guy like him? And tell me, if he doesn't go over to the Pelicans with that track record of what he could do, and you mix that in with Davis, and then you have Zion, guess what? Other players will come over there and play for next to nothing for a chance to compete and win. So they could be the next NBA super team. And that why, is what you're alluding and to. And why wouldn't you see a guy like Kevin Durant consider playing with that trio? Because he, he he certainly might be on his way out of Golden State. Yeah, I, I again, if I'm Durant and those two guys are there, I would consider going there. Durant seems to want to go to New York for some reason. I don't get that. Um, I think it's media and money. But if you focus the media, now it's just money, and they'll get the money. They got plenty of money. Yeah, they, they have. He get a max deal there. A, a, absolutely. I I just don't get wanting to go to New York for the sake of wanting to go to New York if the team's not good enough. Right, I, I, if again, if I'm Durant, I'd rather go to New Orleans in this situation. Right, because the Knicks, they, I get it, they have the second most cap space among all teams in the NBA. I get it, and it's one of the biggest markets. Cool. 
However, going they've been losers for 50 years. <laughs> exactly. They have been the worst team in the NBA this year. They blew the NBA draft lottery, which is a such completely different story. I'm not even going to get into. They had the same, uh, the same odds as as three other teams of landing the top spot. I know, That's and a those, bunch of and BS. I know, and those two other teams also had less of a pick than they desired. Look, the Bulls were a little bit lesser odds, and they dropped all the way down to seven. I think what they should do in the draft is they should reward the teams that just missed the playoffs. Maybe you're 9, 10, 11, and 12. It's not your bottoms. No, you give it to the teams that are on the brink of success. Those are the teams that should get the draft picks. Now you make them competitive, and you make the league more competitive. Like the Chicago Bulls in 2008? What are you doing, dude? (laughs) Thank you. <laughs> right. But I'm just saying, kind of like the Chicago Bulls in 2008. Right. They had the second-to-worst odds, and they got the NBA draft lottery, right. got Derrick Rose, and they became a success within a year and a half. Right. But the idea is if you take yeah, you take that team that's right there, you know they're maybe they, – they missed out by a game, maybe two games, whatever, from making the number eight spot. Why not reward those teams? Because they've been working, not the teams that are tanking. You're in the sewer like New York. Stay in the sewer. It's okay. We know you're going to be there. <laughs> I mean, it makes a lot of sense to reward the teams that are actually trying to be a success or teams that just finished a rebuild. Well, why not do this? If if you want to stick with that idea, which I love the idea, I'm going to expand on it. It'll throw another wrinkle in there. So maybe the top four teams in the with the lottery are 9 through 12. But let's say the bottom teams, maybe you'll increase their cap space another, I don't know, maybe 5% or something like that. So if you can't win a draft, maybe you could pay a little bit more for a player, just not too much. This way you get some kind of balance, but the better players have a better chance to go to that team that just missed the playoffs. What do you think about that? Yeah, I, I don't – good teams are good teams, Sal. The, 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 winners good, win. Winners win. Good organizations are good organizations, and it doesn't matter if you give them a break on a draft pick or you give them cap space or whatever it is, they'll make it work. They'll make the numbers work to their benefit. Bad organizations are bad organizations. You can give them all the first-round draft picks you want. You can give them all the gaff picks you want, and they'll mess it up. Well, I mean, that's been the Minnesota Timberwolves in a nutshell. I mean, when you think about the Minnesota Timberwolves, they have had first round, first overall pick, oh, first overall pick, first overall pick, and they haven't done anything in Minnesota. You know, they were the Minnesota Timberwolves recently, weren't they? Yes, they yeah. were. Tom Thibodeau, Jimmy Butler. Yeah, I understand. And, and Jimmy Butler, I'm going to get max money wherever I go anyway. Shut up. That's ridiculous. That guy, send him to New York and let him go play with the Knicks and let's see him get an attitude adjustment. I think that should be basketball jail, right? Just yeah. like what the Sharks used to be in hockey, yeah. right? The players would basically retire even though they're still playing on the ice, of course. <laughs> and I think that's exactly what the Knicks are at this point. They basically what jail. the Oakland Raiders were in the late 90s. Right. Late 90s, hey, if you were a great player a couple of years ago, you're going to Oakland. Right, exactly. And you, beco- and you become a Jokeland Raider. Exactly. Well done. Exactly. Now, with about a minute and a half left in the show, I do want to wrap this up and by saying that when it comes to the NBA and it comes to how teams have been tanking, I agree with Sal that if you benefit the teams that are actually trying and teams that are wanting to succeed as opposed to the New York Knicks who have been tanking for the last 50 years. That's because they're terrible. It gives the NBA a better chance of becoming better as a product. Yeah, I think it does. It raises the value. Does it not, Steve? Yeah, I would agree with that. The bad teams are the bad teams. No one cares about them anyway. So now you, if you got the teams that are in the middle and you help them out a little bit, now they can get up to the teams that are good. So now you've got more better teams. More better teams. 
They are more better teams. Well, this be- they got more better. <laughs> more better. Now, this was Vegas Sports Hub here on KSHP fourteen hundred AM. I am your host Ian or Kelly. I want to give a thanks to Sal and Steve for coming into the studio and helping me today. And uh, if you want to, ch- if you want to check out Vegas Sports Hub, go to our website vegasportshub.com and go to our social media on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Vegas Sports Hub. Stay tuned next week. He says... It's Brian Blessing, weekdays, noon to 2, on 1400 KSHP North Las Vegas and KSHP.com. USA Radio News with Wendy King. Members of Congress had meetings with Trump administration officials on the escalating tensions with Iran. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo.